Hello, and welcome to the Natties Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew D., and with me, I got Cliff. Lindsay, I guess. I thought you were going to put the last name. I'm pretty no, stoked to be... No, no, no. I was be, waiting for you. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty <laughs> stoked to be talking to, uh, to you guys. Yeah, like, ever since uh, was it, that news dropped on Friday, um, oh, damn, I think it's going to be a really good cast. It's going to be so good. And we have also with us Bohan Lee. <laughs> hello, hello. Hello, Bug Overlord. How are you? <laughs> good. How are you? <laughs> Very good. And know. Andrew Oler, king of all the tokens. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> hello. <laughs> all right. So just in case you guys haven't caught it already, we are from the title, that is. Uh, we are going to be talking about some road rage. What is road? Well, road is random player order after dials and it is the newest implementation from amg atomic mass games as they've been uh, kind of steering our x-wing adventure for the for the last little bit um so uh i've got a few questions for you guys and we're going to jump right into them and i kind of i'll just call you out so that we can keep an order kind of going but uh, first of all what is your experience so far with uh road let's go with you bohan yeah, great question. So I have tried out two test games with Road. Uh, one with uh, Jeremy from the uh, Gold Squadron podcast Discord, and once with our very own Stephen Kim. Uh, the first game was um, basically a jousting mirror, uh, three arcs, and Obi-Wan in the Ada 2. And the second one was sort of an ace mirror where I flew uh, three First Order aces, and Steven flew, you know, Nine Num, uh, Zori in the Y wing, and Poe in uh, the the T seventeen. So we tested both sorts of you know matchups where we have a lot of overlapping initiatives, and uh, you know just to try to get a sense for what it would do in these different types of games. Fantastic. Those are exactly the kind of lists I was thinking about as well um, when it comes around to testing. So that's perfect. Yeah, because you want to um, test out um, worst case scenario first, right? The joust, everybody's initiative three, because, you know, obviously there's no point in testing it if there's not overlapping in initiatives, right? <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, perfect. Cliff, what is your uh, experience of it so far? I, I, so I've done f- uh, four games so far. Wow, okay. And um, two of them were against a relatively, like, new player. Like, he has sub, like, less than eight games under his belt. So that was an interesting experience. And then... Um, uh, the other, well, one and a half, my um, uh, tabletop cut out halfway through. But uh, I think, anyway, but, and, and uh, the second player, he's like he's a regular in, in P-Roll, and um, uh, so he is not a new player by any means. And they were, we had some similar overlapping thoughts, but um, we the first two games, we had same type thing. Uh, for each player, we had relatively jousty type list the only difference is my second game i was against uh, vectored thrusters a wings and that um i think like those system moves um are, are all of a sudden really valid compared to mm-hmm. what they used to be and then the the, the last mm-hmm. game that we played were uh it was it was something similar to what bohan said right not necessarily aces but just like we had like a four or five you know um, like a kit bash of kind of ac ships and um in in all the games that felt the best like i guess we'll talk more about them later on but uh that's that's my quick little wrap up 
Uh, it's so important that you mentioned actually that your first two things was against a player that who had yep. actually who had only gathered about eight games. Under I thought the belt. that was important. Yeah, it's very very important. It's very what? important because you know this this game cannot be just weighted on the competitive players. It's very important to weight this game on the experience of a newer player player, right? Um, Andrew uh, Oler, <laughs> not me. <laughs> Uh, a great name, not me. Uh, it's the what best is your name experience? In X-Wing. It is the best name in X Wing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your experience so far of Road? Um, I have only played three games. I may or may not be playing one game right now. <laughs> may um, or may not be. Um, Hashtag I'm is torn on it. <laughs> um, I mean, anytime something as big as this changes it's always going to, right? Like, anytime a central mechanic to a game changes this much, it's going to affect the game a lot. Um, I mean, a lot of a lot of the same sentiments that other people have had. Um, I, I've only played with people who are very good at the game. Um, I unfortunately haven't played with any new players, so I'd be curious to hear some sentiments in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I played one where we intentionally had a bunch of overlapping initiative fives, um, and that was pretty good. Um, the systems phase stuff seems strong. <laughs> uh, it seems a lot stronger now, um, being able to reactively uh, change your, not, not your dial, but effectively kind of change the trajectory of your maneuver, depending on yeah. now if you know you're going first or second. Absolutely. As well as things, uh, effects like Sense or Cassian Crew uh, are hugely more impactful now um, that you can, whether you're going first or second, you can dial peak and then... It's so good! Uh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then with the dial changing maneuver things like uh, Cadal Conics and Resistance or even Season Navigator. Absolutely. Um, and I think it's quite yeah. a bit better because of the flexibility of them, right? Yeah, and I think it's very important actually that we quickly mention that random player order after dials essentially is uh, that after dials are set, uh, before the system phase occurs, that three dice are rolled from your opponent and three dice, attack dice, are rolled from yourself. And based on the results, we don't need to talk about necessarily what the results are right now, but it's based on the results, it will choose whether somebody goes first or second during that specific round. So, um, our my next question for you guys is, and start with again. We'll just do the same kind of rotation here. Bohan, why do you think road was added to the game? Like, what do you think its objective is in the game? Like, if you were AMG, why do you think this is added? Yeah, that's a great question. So, it's been known for a very long time, and I've talked this talked about this for a very long time, that some ships have a dramatically different value whether they're moving first or whether they're moving second. And usually these are ships with double repositioning and they want to be moving second. And when they're moving second, they are very strong. And when they're moving first, they are very weak, right? And so there's a, a couple problems with this. Um, on the you know, in-game play side, uh, sometimes you get matched up in a mirror or you get matched up in a, what is an effective you know, kind of a mirror and based on you know who has the bid or how the coin flip goes if you tied uh, or if you have you know random player order just at the beginning of the game um, then that can decide 
the entire game or perhaps you know at least give one player a very very large advantage that would otherwise be insurmountable uh in an evenly matched game right so that's number one right so you i think some people are calling these phantom games where based on things before you know you even deploy ships you won or lost the game Mm -hmm. Uh, the second problem is uh, more broad on on a game design side where um it's really it's actually kind of impossible to balance ships that are really strong in certain circumstances and really weak in others like this, um, where it's like not in-game play, but you know, based on like their matchups, right? Because what happens is you think, oh, well, you just set their point cost equal to their average value. But what that means is that half the time, they're gonna be really strong, like stronger than, they're, than they cost, and half the time they're gonna be much weaker than they cost, mm-hmm. right? And so you, you actually, this doesn't actually balance them at all. It just makes it, it makes your matchup into a coin flip where, you know, based on the matchup, they're either super strong or super weak and that determines the game. So, you know, with, with that in mind, um, you know, the random player order, uh, especially after dials, it really limits the power of these like double reposition aces. So in a in a mirror match or in sort of um, you know an end game with two of these types of aces, uh, you get a much more fair um, matchup, and you know there's some more interesting decisions to be made rather than one side having a large advantage. I I do agree with that, Bohan. Um, so I was saying just before we started the cast that I am I'm playing in GSP's Big Alderon tournament coming up, which is using that format. Uh, where you roll for first player at the beginning of the game and it is set throughout the course of the tournament. And having played a lot with, or the course of the game, sorry, not the tournament. Um, Could you imagine? Having, <laughs> having played oh, a lot of that format, there's definitely a lot of, a lot of those matchups that really hinge on the die roll at the beginning of the game. The game's not necessarily over. Um, better skilled players will try to use um, things to leverage their advantage but um yeah it it can be game determinative in a lot of scenarios unfortunately um so it it has been interesting um switching back to to road but yeah so andrew building on what bohan said uh is there something more that you would add as to why you think uh road was added to the game from their perspective um, well, exactly what Bohan said there. Um, there is certain ships... It changes the dynamic and the usefulness of certain ships, too, which is both a benefit and a huge downside uh, for said ships. Um, but, but certain double repositioning aces, right? Like he said, if they're moving second um, against another list of similar... <laughs> uh, with similar goals, I guess is the way to say it, um, the game kind of is over right? Um, I mean, Andrew, you know this better than anyone. You're Supernatural Kylo, right? If you can leverage the positioning um, with perfect information, um, sometimes you can just win the game on that alone. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And what about um, yourself think, there? Um, what about yourself well, there, Cliff? Well, one yeah. thing that wasn't quite said as much was um, there's a certain thematic you know, well, theme to it when you think of um, okay, give me two I6s that are similar prices. Maybe maybe Ho and Vader are, are pretty uh, similar prices mm. sometimes, right? So if you're picturing them in the Star Wars universe flying, you know, why is Vader going second if he didn't take Afterburners? You know, like, maybe that, like, yeah. 
they, they, they seem like they they uh, this this company likes going with these thematic or um, you know like scenario type things and maybe that has something to do with it too and um, I don't know is that uh, is that a valid valid point you think I think going last you guys get all the good points but uh, I'm scraping out the bucket <laughs> here <laughs> well but yeah um, we'll, we'll get I don't into... think it's a bad no I think that you know all of these things add to the flavor of the game right I mean X-Wing for the longest time I feel has been a very uh, the X-Wing miniatures game has been it feels like a Star Wars game uh, so as long as it continues to feel like a Star Wars game and especially like a dogfight game um, then you're going to get those flavors so I think you know theme is definitely always going to be some sort of a factor how strong it is who knows but I don't know. Did, uh, did we miss any? You guys have anything else? Um, no. I mean, so like, Rod can still do that in the games I've played. Um, in critical, Bohan, you kind of brought this up when we were talking earlier. There's definitely critical turns where moving second is a massive advantage still, but it gets interesting in that you can't plan for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, quick interjection. Uh, how's uh, how's AP five doing there, Andrew? Uh, don't don't worry about AP five. <laughs> traded AP five for Zori, so it's that's a really good trade. It's a really really good trade. All right, back into it. Okay, so my next question. All right, so uh, okay, pro. What is the pro of Road? Do you believe what are, What are some of the pros for the uh, Road system? Uh, Bohan, what do you what do you think? I think the biggest one is just that the um, you know the ace v ace matchup gets a bit more interesting, mm-hmm. right? If you bring two ships that have similar repositioning options, uh, rather than you know one of them just dominating the other one in the end game, you know let's say both of them have double repositioning. Right. It's actually, you know, you're going to trade a lot of shots or get, you know, some minor advantages. It's hard It's hard for that to be solved, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think my game with Steven, um, you know, the initial game was a little bit inconclusive because it was, you know, kind of weird and it did, actually didn't play a huge role. Uh, but when we tried, um, we tried some s- scrimming some scenarios and uh, we tried, like, Poe versus Von Rigg, right? And obviously that's not a fair fight, but, you know, we were just trying, you know, a few turns of it and, and just seeing, you know, what would happen if, if I move first or he move first, you know, we set the dials and, and those things. It's like, you know, rather than whoever had the initiative, uh, whoever had the second player, you know, just automatically winning almost. Um, you know, we were, it was like much more cagey. We were like kind of trading shots. Um, you know, obviously Poe has an advantage in the maneuverability, but, you know, that really dampened how, how much um, Steven could kind of exploit that. And so on that front, I think that's the major upside of this role change. Okay, what about you? Uh, let's do Cliff next so you're not last every single time. Cliff, <laughs> what, do you, uh, what do you think are the pros of Road? Um, okay, so first is, you know, not leveraging everything on one dice roll. Mm-hmm. You, you can't you can't ignore that. That's pretty significant. Um, then uh, the other one I have uh, written down here was um, I think that's a, a way better way to do like aces high events also potentially, you know, okay. leveraging that ace play. And then also like one thing that um, – like this also goes into an argument of why there's three dice. 
um, I think that potentially opens up routes to have you know scenarios where there's three to four players in a game and that that goes into that aces high argument right if you're all rolling one dice it doesn't work as well but if you're rolling three dice you know maybe there's maybe that's kind of what they're thinking there um, another advantage is I don't know. I just see where they're coming from in a way. What, what, what did I type up here? Um, it's okay. We know. can come back to yeah. you. Okay, okay. All right. Come back to me yeah. after a little bit. Andrew, Andrew what do you think are the pros of road? Well, so Bon was talking about things. Um, I think it's, it is huge because it does change some of the... Uh, the interactions between ships of the same initiative and stuff, and um, it does become sort of not a, not a bluffing game. It's hard to say. Um, it's hard to say what it becomes. Um, sorry, I'm really bad at multitasking here. Apparently. Mm. Here, I, I got um, another one here. If you're if you're uh, pausing okay. for a second, it, it, it just uh, yeah. It, it becomes a lot of like you know do you do you hedge on the safe bet, um, which, which I find a very interesting um, way to play the game, or or do you go with you know the really risky if I move first or if I move second this will be the the brilliant play right, um, kind of the gambly play. Uh, it opens up some interesting game dynamics in that regard. Do you um, think it always... becomes? Oh, sorry. Go. So, no, I'm gonna say, I was going to say the game has always. Um, uh, hinged on those kind of like the the risky maneuvers and and you know the the bluffing in the dial face, but it, it does add a lot more emphasis to well, it, it both adds and subtracts some emphasis from the planning phase, which is it changes the dynamic of the planning phase. I guess is an easier way to say it, um, which yeah. I find I find quite interesting. Um, I haven't played a ton of games with it, but the games I have played, it only has mattered on. There's like three or four turns that are pretty crucial in the game where, you know, you have to really consider that. Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, but for the most of the time, it, it still feels like normal X-wing. So, okay. Now I I'll I'll, I'll kind of piggyback that thought for a quick second here. The concept of bringing some a ship in and being like, okay, I could engage here, or I could not engage here based on whether or not I'm going to have a player order um, going first or second um, does not does that lead perhaps to a player going oh geez I could do I, I can't really do the extreme left I can't really do the extreme right so I kind of got to play safe down the uh, middle I for more of this of neutral um, position and I think Bohan um, you had actually uh, found a little bit of that as well How, is that true yeah so there are so the, there are two circumstances that really stand out in my mind uh, where, you know, so some people talk about, oh, how um, this randomness gives you an opportunity to gamble, right? And, um, and I think there are some cases where this might come up, but like the two cases that, you know, it's sort of presented with me, um, I found that the cases were, the advantages were so marginal that it felt like there was one clear choice and the other one was almost like cheesy like you know mm. i was throwing the game away if the if the coin flip goes against me 
and if the coin flip goes my way, I get like a marginal advantage. I get one extra red dice yeah. or something like that, right? And so the the two specific examples were in the um, in the jousting game in the arc game, where one of them was um, you know there was a there was an enemy arc you know at, at you know four speed away from my arc, and so if he moves first, I can K turn onto his position, and if not, then I just get blocked, you know, facing the board edge on an arc is who's now stressed, <laughs> right? Who's never yeah. getting back into the fight for another five turns, right? And then there was another situation where we were sort of re-engaging and my arc had sort of like, you know, uh, had his arc uh, in front of me, uh, but it was off to the side, it was to the right, you know, pretty close together, right? So it was like in front of me, but diagonally to the right. And so, you know, we trade shots that round, you know, I have a good uh, advantage of it. But the next round, it's like, okay, if he moves first, then he's going to vacate that spot, and I can kind of trail him, right? The classic trailing maneuver. Mm-hmm. And otherwise, you know, but if he, if I move first and I try to do that, I just bump into him, and I don't go far enough, <laughs> right? I just don't have a shot yeah. next turn, and he gets a shot for free, and I'm tokenless, right? It's just really awful, right? So, of course, I'm just going to turn away, right? Yeah. And so it almost felt like, you know, there are these situations where, you know, instead of being some really interesting choice, it's like, well, one is just mm-hmm. clearly, you know, really bad unless, unless I was like losing horribly and just needed everything to go my way in order to, you know, possibly come back into the game, right? Like every single red die. Um, so it almost felt like, you know, it's like if I did this, I would be cheesing my opponent, right? It's like I'm, I'm like just like, you know, sucker punching him, and you know, if 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 he, you know, if, if this didn't work out at all, it's like, you know, it's a complete throw, and and otherwise it's like. You know, it's almost like, you know, it's undeserved, right? It's not satisfying, and so that's that's one of the concerns I had. It's a good you know, way to after, undeserved. After. Yeah, that's, interesting. That's a really yeah. I like that. I like that's actually a perfect. Uh, yeah, I, I that's a great word to connect with. It is you know, uh, I got this position. You're both looking at each other. Not in every situation. Hands up, Sam. Oh yeah, happened. but I got Sorry. this position because I rolled, I, I rolled for first instead of rolled for a second, or vice versa, right? Um, very interesting, okay. One of the um, other uh, things yeah. that, I, that I was thinking was, you know, this I could potentially go into both categories, but this is one thing that I was thinking about when I was playing this, um, my buddy who's relatively new, is that um, it, it really felt like the, it equaled the playing field, and be that a good thing or a bad thing, um, mm-hmm. It, both of those games were close and if you know if it were if it were normal where you know okay I'm not the best x-wing player by any means but pretty good at planning right like like most competitive players right you give a competitive player a not very good list and they can plan their way around a win mm-hmm. against a, a brand new player right and um, both of our games were so close because like Ah, well, that sucks. That X-Wing's bumping, getting, you know, no mods, no nothing. You can't, because you can't plan those three moves away like you can in, like, a chess game, mm-hmm. um, equal the playing field. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. Like, it's good maybe for the, like, casual games, but when when we're talking competitive, like we a lot of, a lot of the time do in this cast, right? Mm-hmm. That's not what you want to see, but... Mm-hmm. I'll leave that there. Yeah. Nope, and so one, th- one thing I want to say, Cliff, on, on that point is that, you know, one thing that we have to remember is that this change affects a very small subset of games. Right? Yeah, that's too and, true. 
And the problem is that yes, you can have a fun beer and pretzels game. I love beer and pretzels games. You know, it's it's fun, but most of the games are going to be very intense. It's the same, right? So so when you have this change and you hit the you know the overlapping initiatives, it's a very jarring change from how the game normally plays. And I think that's another sort of disadvantage that you know this change has. It it makes the game feel very different in this very small subset of games. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess now, uh, riding on that, let's jump into the cons of the road. That was the pros. <laughs> the cons of what we believe the road for a game of X-Wing, how this implement, how roads, the con of roads being implemented into the game of X-Wing. So let's start with you, Andrew Oler. This is a hard one because I feel like I haven't played... Uh, I mean, it's so new, right? Like, we're all kind of... It, it's easy to head sim cons, but playing them, like, is there. But, it's I mean, okay, so I'm not going to judge you. Be, obvious, just be you. Uh, <laughs> obvious uh, point is the... The aces, right? So ships that reposition after they move have lost a lot of value, I find, with this change. In the, in the Specifically in matches where... Um, you have other ships with matching initiatives. So it has put ships like Kylo and and Sunter with auto thrusters in very interesting places because they now move after things, right? If they would just move <laughs> after everything in the list, they still just dunk on them by being double repositioning ships. But as soon as you have a ship that is the same initiative as them, you, I find that they either have to take the safe bet all the time, meaning that it feels like they're running away the whole game, or the value of that post position is only good. It, it, it's a, yeah, I shouldn't say it's only good. That that's a too blanket of a statement. But the value of it when your second player rises dramatically. So they'll either have to play with an interesting tempo to try to have it, which, which is you know it, it's so much easier said than done to try to have it so you know. You, you're running away and then and then engaging on the turns where you get hopefully get second player um, on trying mm-hmm. to leverage that that ability. But I, I just find that it's going to make the ace games very boring <laughs> because they're going to be running and taking the safe place like like Bohan said a lot. And because if you're engaging and risking things and it doesn't pan out, you could just lose your ship and lose the game. Essentially, to be honest, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, Cliff, cons, cons of road. Okay, a couple things that I was... Okay, so you have these traffic jams, and you could clear the jam with a three straight pass, but, you, like, the the Y-Wings that I had really wanted to do a one straight. And the other team really wanted to do similar type moves, and it's it ends up being, like, a one out of four chance that one person gets what they wanted, and like the, those odds end up almost removing yourself from the thrill of planning your dial in, in a ways. <laughs> the other uh, thing I have is um, when, when I think about X-Wing, like I think the one thing that they kind of got right, like the golden nugget of X-Wing is just the planning phase. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like, it, 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 and to me it's like, the dial is the, the the thing that you control. You know everything else you can't control. You can't control where half the asteroids are. 
you can't control what your body's doing most of the time, but you, where your where you put your ship, that's what you can control, and you leverage your ability to put your move, and you know where your guy is, to play the game and put him in the right spot. Now that is directly taken away, and you know I would could be take, could be taken could away. Could be taken yeah. away. It could. I think it. I think it's taken away. Really, it's, you do not get the same confidence mm. where you plan your yes, dice. Okay, yes. You put this dial down, and it's a fire dial. I do not think <laughs> yeah. I'll get that sensitive, like that feeling where this is the perfect move. I do. I like. I don't think that will happen. Maybe as much anymore. I don't know. So, those would be the two ones that mainly come to mind and then as well like we we had this cast a little while ago about big bases you know mm-hmm. man alive this um are you more or less incentivized to take a big base now that like there's even more chance of them bumping and you do, don't know what the area is going to be like i think the big base um could seriously struggle if they don't you know if they're not the freaking uh Imperial ship that wants to bump, kind of thing. You know, a lot of big bases want to bump, but oh, a lot of them so don't, funny. right? <laughs> so, I don't know. Those those would be some things that uh, came to mind. Um, and like songs the, up on Oiken. <laughs> yeah. Then then the last thing would be um, uh, even even sometimes now skilled players will have you know a brain fart and be like, oh my god, I forgot I moved first. Bump, you know. When you're switching every every turn, oh no 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 it, that would be that would be if it was random or before before dials. Never mind, never mind. Yeah. All right. What do you, uh, what about you, Bohan? Uh, do you do you have something to add into there? Uh yeah. Sorry about that. I had to step away really briefly. Can you repeat that? Oh, I, sorry. I just ha- saw that. I wasn't too sure if you were wanting to like chime in on that. Anyhow, I'll I'll, br- I'll jump you. I'll let you jump in on your cons of road now. Yeah. So I, think <laughs> I wrote up a lot of this. Um, I think uh, you guys have seen on uh, the Fly Better podcast. So I'm gonna say two no. things. One about <laughs> one about um, aces and one about um, jousting. Okay, so aces, I think um, I echo Andrew's experience uh, pretty heavily that yes, your ace v ace matchup when you're, you know, when you have similar double repositioning skills, that is more interesting. But what I find is that when you have double repositioning aces, like I had tie silencers, and I was up against um, Zori and a Y Wing with like a proton torpedo and Nine Numb, right? And that matchup was so out of my favor like we after our game with steven again we we scrimmed a lot of situations right and we tried the 2v2 just the two ty- uh you know kylo and blackout against uh, zori and nine um mm-hmm. and it was like i can never get like i, I didn't have good moves like i, I yeah. just didn't have good moves and and like we were rolling things back we were like brainstorming like right because i you know steven was like oh you should send one ace in and duck the other ace out and i was like well, if you guess, if I guess wrong and you guess right, you know I have one shot, and you have two shots. One of which is a double modded proton torpedo, right? And uh, one agility Y wing, probably. So right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And your your Y wing has five shields and four hull, and right, and it's like, 
right? So it was it was just in a situation where it's like I had you know I was like I was like man I'm just playing awful like I you know I, I beat Steven in the actual game and you know I held my own in the other one like you know what's going on like am I am I just like you know am I just like trolling here and then it was like wait a second it's like if I guess right I get a three dice attack if I guess wrong I need a proton torpedo and, and maybe nine num shot like you know it's like it's just completely out of my favor and I think the reason for this is that you know with random with random player order after the dials are set, you kind of can't count on either moving first or moving second. So you basically don't, you can't set a dial that really takes advantage of your double repositioning to arc dodge. And you also can't really set a dial that takes advantage of your double repositioning to block, right? So basically you just have to, you, you, you can't really set a dial for each situation, right? You have to set a dial for both situations and it's kind of this middle ground, you know, lukewarm thing. And it oftentimes, even with double repositioning, doesn't let you really take advantage of, you know, a situation super hard, right? So that's great when both your ships have double repositioning and you're both like equally handicapped, right? It really levels the playing field. But when you're up against aces, you know, or when you're up against jousters uh, who are not paying for those abilities, like Kylo and, bon uh, sorry, Kylo and Blackout cost 15 more points than Zori and Nainam, and I felt like I was at a severe disadvantage. Right. Mm -hmm. That's a very points. good point, is that the points actually uh, aren't necessarily com yeah. uh, like completely intertwined with what now a ship can do versus exactly. not do. Like, the, yeah. the points like it's, it's a 12%, right? 12% on top of him, like that should be a, a smashing advantage. No, and ships right. like yeah. Zori can really take advantage of being flexible and reactive, right? So mm -hmm. it, it is interesting. Um, yeah. We actually kind of had an interesting Road situation come up in this game. Now that I now that I'm finished, I can talk a little bit more. Um, involving similar situation, what Bohan was saying here, where um, it, not with double reposition ships, but it, it, it just situations like this would never have come up before. Um, so I have a Dash Rendar without Rider, and he has a Zori with proton torpedoes, and we're at that like range four engage kind of. No one is shot yet, but we're going into the turn with torpedoes, right? And so he has an interesting dilemma because <laughs> do you dial in the move to try to shoot dash with the torpedoes? Because if you move first, then if you lock dash, my dash is going through a rock, he will shed the, the lock without rider, right? Mm -hmm. But if you move second, going and doing that maneuver so you can shoot a <laughs> torpedo and dash, hey, you just punch him. completely good because then you get to punch my most expensive ship with a double modded yep. proton torpedo. And so it's a very interesting scenario when setting dials there of like, I don't know what you do. So he ended up going for it and uh, rolling first player. So he didn't lock dash, which was correct because it was pointless. <laughs> he ended up shooting mm -hmm. my AP five, which is why you were joking about it. But it, it does become an interesting scenario, right? Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence and I know that that's coming across, but I, I don't, I don't know how to, no, it's no, different. It's okay. It's different. It's, it's and, true. Yeah. And, and so, like, I, I would say, that, I would say that, like, you know, if you if you want to blanket nerf double repositioning, like, I'm I'm happy with that, right? In mm -hmm. fact, I I I, I, yeah, I had a modest proposal. A where modest, we, right? Yeah, where we ban uh, double repositioning from the game, right? Or like, you know, you change it so that you can't boost or barrel roll twice in the same uh, in the mm -hmm. same round, just like you can't double focus, um, and. But the problem is, again, it only affects this one 
you know narrow situation right the whole game is the same and then suddenly you get this really jarring change just in this one overlap situation right and that you know it really like i you know at the end of the day i wasn't i wasn't too sure whether i was better off with road or if i was just moving first the whole game like in those in those scrims i would like to, you know okay sorry uh go continue Bohan. i'll yeah. add in afterwards so 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 you know and it, you know it, it's like it's probably still better for road but you know the fact that it's not sure is like you know gives you a sense for how punishing it was you know how punishing it felt um so so that was the aces situation sort of ace versus jow situation right um the actual my biggest concern right when i saw this and this was borne out is actually in the jousting mirror or like it you know the seven yeah right? that's fair. and and so the problem is right before this when when you have a set player order there were sort of two major categories of strategies in the jousting mirror right or the tactics where, where you make interesting dial decisions yep and the first one is that you know it's after it's that second round of engagement and the person who is moving first is like trying to set blocks and the person who's trying to move second is trying to like think about where the blocks are going to be and trying to avoid them like can you leapfrog them can you k-turn behind them can i you know set my dials in a way so that you know i bump into my own ship so i still get shots or when you're you at know, that range two bubble of each other right yeah exactly exactly mm -hmm. right it's it's very interesting there's like a lot of precise movements involved there's a lot of like you know you have to like move in a certain order you might self-block you know it's it's very interesting all these like permutations and you and then if you can spot that you know one spot in the board where your opponent definitely can't block as a second player you, you dial that in feels really good gives you a big advantage i right? have it almost akin to uh make completing a puzzle yeah 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 absolutely or or you know thinking about you know chess tactics or something like that right it's, it's, it's like, cool that both players like perfect that also right like that's a pretty sweet like dancing match you just did exactly right and that's that's i think one of the major sources of skill expression in these joust versus joust matchups and then on the other hand there's also the strategic level where you know if you are moving second you want to move in such a way that you engage right at the edge of range two so you're sitting on their 4k turn Right, so so they're moving first. They cannot k turn behind you, right? And then they have to move forward. And you know, if, if they're at a thin enough line and they can't barrel or something, then you get a k turn behind them. You have this free round of shots. It's like you know, quite amazing, right? You, now you're behind mm -hmm. them, and then and then you're just winning, right? And on the other hand, if you're moving first and you think they're gonna do that, well, you have to you have to really hit that engagement at you know either sort of on the edges of range three. So then you jump into you know range two and you block their k turns or you know they can't k-turn past you or you engage at range one so you guaranteed have that k-turn behind them right yeah. so you have that strategic layer and in both of these situations road just makes both of them trivial okay. it's impossible so, yeah so like the problem is that blocking is symmetric right so if you are not sure whether you're moving first or second and you're saying okay i'm going to set a block here right in order to set a block you have to go where your opponent ship's going to be so if you flip second then you just block yourself. Yeah. And yeah. if you want to avoid a block, right, you have to put your ship where their ship is not going to be. So if you flip first, you just missed setting a block, right? So it, it literally makes no sense to think about blocks. I mean, there may be some edge cases where it's like, okay, I have, I have intimidation moral, and so it's always good for me to block, right? Then it's Actually, like, okay, fine. That is a good but, point, Bohan. Like, blocks almost don't matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blocks How do you don't for matter. The only, you the, I guess yeah. the only scenario it would matter is if, like, you know, after your dial, like repositioning now, I guess, 
would be the way to block things, right? Like you, you can do that, first, but again, but it, it's almost impossible to set that up. So. In that example you had also Bohan, I don't think the first player has a distinct disadvantage there at all, really. You know, in in that mirror jousting thing, you can totally uh, you, you are taking control of the perfect knowledge that you have if you're moving first maybe in a joust you know the good player has one ship that does one or two speeds slower on the head up, on the on the approach so it blocks their k turns later on right i don't think that moving first or second in that scenario in the old rules is a distinctive advantage either way yeah i completely either. agree i think you know in the jousting mirrors, first is, is is super powerful in a joust get rid yeah. of all their focuses now their offense is garbage yeah and i think honestly i think I think the player order had a very small effect on jousting mirrors. I think some people prefer to move first, some people move, prefer to move second. Both are they good all choices. have their advantages and disadvantages, and I think in the jousting mirror it was actually pretty evenly balanced. You know, both have really strong advantages, both have really strong disadvantages. And it was just interesting because it breaks the symmetry and it gives you something you know really interesting to think about, right? Both on the strategic level and on the uh, mm. and on the tactical level of that turn. One right. thing and I also a, wanted of to course. add about that type scenario was um, add the other layer of target locks. You know, you want to engage at gate range three or range one, and now normally, if like skill of knowing the speeds of the opponent dials and your dials can most of the time make you almost perfect that range three engagement. Mm -hmm. And now I like I had that same scenario where. The f we were lined up at range three and a half, and do I move first and do a one straight and not target lock, I mean, and not have locks? If I move, if I move first or if I move second, my one straight would work, and I get on my target locks. In the other hand, um, I was against Fang fighters, so I knew they were coming in quick. Also, right. Long story short, all the Y wings block, no target locks, fearless, like like neutralized, right? Whereas if you knew that like the play order as well you would have easily I, I i ended up having to do a three straight to bank that i was going uh what first just to get my locks right but mm -hmm. um sure enough you know because that random mm -hmm. you know order the, no locks one team no four dice shots fearless back at y wings not very happy y wings right 100 percent, and mm -hmm. and that's sort of the the problem with the random player order so this also happens if the randomization happens before dials are set but the randomization just means that you don't know where you should be the round before the engagement. Yeah. Right? And that is a, a, a giant, you know, it's a, it's a great loss. It's a very significant loss, right, to the, to the skill expression that occurs in this game. It's a really good point, Bohan. Hmm. So. I think these are all really good, uh, good points. So I just, I will jump in for a quick sec, because I, I think there's a few things that I want to hit on um, so that just to kind of put some expression there. So, Cliff, how long have you been playing X-Wing for? Uh, like, I don't know, what, five, five or six years? Five or six years. Andrew Oler, how long? Uh, Seven. Well, you got, you got good job on those memories. <laughs> Bohan, how Somewhere long have you been playing X-Wing for? <laughs> I don't remember. Uh, when, when did The Force Awakens come out? A long I guess time that was ago. like five, five, six years ago. I think that was six years ago. Yeah. yeah. No, five I, years ago. Enough. I think five. Yeah, somewhere around there. I started playing. Fair when enough. I yeah. yeah. It started playing when? Sorry. 
Dash came out? I think that was six years ago. I think it was six yeah. years ago. I, I I remember I started playing when the Imperial Aces, I think, came out, or just before that. I don't know. There weren't too many ways. I was definitely 1.0 at the early, like, just right after it came off, came off the shelf kind of deal. Seven years, I think. I'll give it I'll give it seven years. So here's here's a few here's a few concepts that I just want to throw out to our listeners. Um, and and you, guys, you guys can agree or talk about this afterwards. Um, there has been a some... There are some conversations where people uh, have said, you know... If you move, if you if you have to move first, uh, then, and it was you know talked. This is more or less about random player order in general, not necessarily road, all the way. Um, but if you have to move first, um, it's okay, um, because it if you're really skilled, you will be able to leverage your skill to defeat uh, your opponent. Uh, I, I will I will openly put it out there. I feel very comfortable going second. And I can't recall a, a match where I have, in the last while, where I have uh, gone first and felt nearly as comfortable. And I was, in going second, I was able to, in the case of the same initiative... Um, I was able to leverage so much more, mm-hmm. uh, and it felt like I had so much more control. If you if you are of the opinion that uh, going it, it it's okay to go first or second, and it's just about get good kind of mentality, that's completely fine. That's that is your perspective, and of course we always respect the uh, perspectives of lots of different people because that's like the fun of it is having all these different viewpoints and having these kind of conversations. But I would not agree with you if, yeah. if, you're, if the mentality is just get good. Um, you are in a finite area. It's a three-by-three three area. Ships and uh, uh, with repositioning, um, their modifications and such like that have a finite amount of them, even if they have a lot of them. So hmm. you can this, – this, this is a mathematic you know, area at which you're playing under. And uh, you know, if you have the opportunity to see where someone is first – that's a huge advantage. Um, secondly, the there was a bit of conversation, and I, I, I won't like beat around the bush. Ryan Farmer had pointed it out there, and I, I think it's a, an, an interesting point, saying um, if you haven't tried road, can you really can you really you know let's say bash it? And and I'm not saying bash it and being like you know um, AMG sucks, uh, they don't know X wing, etc. 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 That's not the concept whatsoever we're talking about. Here's this is simply a different perspective. Andrew, but if, if, if I if, if we roll if there was a new rule tomorrow, well all three of you guys are consider I would consider you guys as close to professional X-Wings as possible. If there was a rule tomorrow where I'm stealing this from my friend Titus, if the rule was every roll you, you haven't tried these rules yet, but every roll you do, you change one blank to a hit. What will you infer? from not playing this game. Is it safe to assume that there will be more damage dealt? Yeah, it'll right? really you haven't You haven't played this, but you guys are skilled enough players to foresee what potentially will happen. Yeah, and that's basically along the same line, exactly. It's the it's, idea it's that- It's exaggerated, you, but- Yeah, it's very exaggerated, but if you've played a game or you've part of a sport for whatever amount of time, and you know, you maybe you're not a game designer, that's okay. Maybe you are a game designer, that's okay too. 
um, if you're part of something for such amount of time, you can make an informative response about something even before you've played it. Don't get, don't tell me right now that the change of gas clouds, not being able to turn a blank to an evade anymore, exactly, it like is is something that you can blindly like. I don't need to play a game to tell you that that is going to result in certain changes. Um, you know, trick shot up, shattering shot up, you know, sh uh, dash up, uh, aces more difficult to. You can't just hide behind stuff, right? There are some things that we can already be like, okay, this is probably going to be the result of this. And I think Road is the same, a similar situation. You can think critically about, especially if you are skilled enough and spend enough time in X-Wing, you understand the, what this, the grasp of this might be. You don't have to play a hundred games of this, uh, this, or even one game of this, to be to infer some suggestion <laughs> of what that impact is going to be. Um, so I think on those, th those are just a couple of notes, at least from my perspective, I wanted to throw it there. And um, also, uh, we can talk about this in a respectful, critical manner. And uh, yes, and on top of that, uh, you know, we could still not agree with uh, Road, or we can agree with Road, right? And, and that's fine. So, you know, I obviously encourage the X-Wing community to be a part of that, um, but, uh, uh, yeah, that's uh, that was my thoughts. I can feel uh, uh, all, all three of us ready to pounce. Who's, who's going first? All right, yeah, pounce away. <laughs> pounce away. Anybody who wants to pounce, go right ahead. That's I, fine. You don't have to I got play. something on <laughs> that first point. <laughs> so about, about you go? How, how good players can overcome the 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 moving first. Yeah, that was going to be what I was talking about too. So, so I okay originally. You remember, I don't know how many of you guys were at that tournament, but Andrew, you remember that first time I, I did very well with Poe Ray, right? That one, <laughs> yes. what was that one tournament called? Um, it's in Toronto, whatever. I'm not too sure. But anyway, so I, in all my games, um, I think I had a four-point bid, so it was not very much. But in general, for the, the, the Peter Rometa and some of the Oshawa guys that I played against, I had always moved second, and... I got used to flying second, and then the first time I played Evan Cam, Evan Cameron. Yeah, Evan right? Cameron. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I was he he was playing uh, Darth Vader, Sintir, and a Reaper, and he freaking freaking wiped me clean. It was a disgusting game. I had some bad luck, but it doesn't change the fact that I had not used that list. I had not practiced enough playing second. After that, I realized that that was a significant weak point in my game, and I was banking too much on playing second. So, like, being totally honest, after that, like, shaking experience on stream and getting just dusted, I, I, I really practiced on using my, um, my higher initiative ships and, and playing second, and, and, and it's a totally different play style, right? So when I play Poe Ray... Um, and they're moving, and they're moving second. Maybe, maybe I mixed that up for a second. But when I'm playing pole right, moving second, I can spread about more. You know, when I'm moving first, and you, I, I, I find I keep you. You have to learn to keep your arcs wider, keep them together. And this is mainly against aces. You know, especially like Cynthia Fell, so she doesn't just rip Ray apart. But you know, it was it was a challenge. But I, I think that you can overcome a lot of it in my opinion it you still don't feel nearly as safe if you're moving second or first but if you're moving first um 
it's it's a different way to play the game and a different way to learn. And you know, now it, it, in a recent tournament, I played a very similar list and almost felt like um, almost like the um, the the rematch against Evan, even though it was against a totally different player, right? And uh, for 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 me, I I was really I was moving first again, and um, it ended up being a totally different game. So I do think that with enough practice and enough um, enough maybe thought put into it, I think that you can definitely overcome that first player um, first player crutch and play it play it to your advantage. I, okay. I I'm in a similar mindset. Um, I think that people who are just know the game and are more familiar with it will definitely be able to leverage first player better um, and try to use some of the advantages of, of blocking and just knowing you know where positions and stuff you know what a ship might do and calling them and making the correct decisions but I still think going second is a huge advantage right perfect board information is indisputably the best information <laughs> um, I used to pay for that I used to pay 12 points for that ex exactly um, and, th and then on the flip side too uh, better players will leverage that uh, even better I love it when they vacuum and do the podcast at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I, Bohan, I, I, Bohan, jump on in. I, I think it depends on the squad, right? If you're in the Jossie Mirror, I think you know you probably have something that you prefer, maybe especially for your specific list. But I think overall, it's a um, you know it's a surmountable um, you know surmountable thing. But um, I think it's a very large advantage or disadvantage in double repositioning ace mirrors, and so. Mm -hmm. You know, there were some games where I think there were some tournaments where you know, in the mirror match, everybody who moved second won, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, exactly. I think the aces that I use also, um, you know, X-wing aces are more than okay. I think taking they're they're like four strikes and you're out kind of thing, right? Mm -hmm. So Poe and and nine and um, some of those guys they can they can afford it. But yeah, here can't. Sorry, guys. Right? So no worries. <laughs> no worries whatsoever. You can clean your place. It's not a problem. It's, yeah. a, it's fine. So. If you, you know, now and then you need a good vacuuming. It's not a problem. So I think I think one thing that's that should be said is that, you know, there's there's a lot of different possible ways of trying to fix this, and there's a yeah, bunch of possible mm -hmm. ways of assigning in initiative and don't, and, don't spoil you know, the, my oh, end, Bohan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Maybe I should let you ask that question. No, that's perfect. All right, right before that, we get into that because that's going to be the next okay. part, and we're sitting, we're kicking in there at the just the last little bit. So I'm going to ask you each a question, and then I'm going to ask you one more question. And that's going to be our we're going to sign it off at that. So um, let's start with uh, it, this one's easy. It doesn't matter which order. Um, Cliff, if you were to keep, if you could remove road or keep it, and it, your choice was final for the rest of everything, what do you do? Keep it or remove it? remove it remove it okay andrew oler same question uh it, it's hard <laughs> it's hard to say it's hard to say because i feel like my x-wing boomer kicks in and i oh, don't no, say no, remove sorry, it, sir. but uh you gotta choose you gotta choose <laughs> red pill I, or blue bill sir i got it i gotta say remove it i gotta okay oh, yeah okay okay bohan keep it or remove it yeah 100 percent remove it Okay, so now this is the important question because yeah. I think a lot of people end up talking, uh, say, because this is the, the follow up, right? Bohan, 
you're removing it. If you had the choice, what's your what is an at least an idea that you would then add into the game to help you know the situation that obviously Road is trying to address. Mm-hmm. It's um it's tricky because there's like there's a lot of possible ways of doing this. There's no you know they, all of them have benefits and drawbacks, right? Um, and I think that in itself could be, you know, a very interesting conversation. But in the interest of brevity, I think we should try alternating initiatives where it just switches deterministically every round, first player switches every round, and then add in a rule that solves the broader problem of players not engaging. So that would be my ideal, and then the backup is actually to return to bids. But I don't yeah. think that'll ever happen. I I love bids. I miss bids. I, no no one's gonna like be surprised that I love I love a good bid. <laughs> oh man, I could just I lay back in a bath with my nice bid, and I'm just like oh relax after the day's done. <laughs> Cliff, um, do you have something that yeah. you would like to see in the game? If it to kind of hit the same note, same question to Bohan. So I I really like the alternating play, sorry the 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 initiative idea. I think if you did it every other turn, you know there are going to be people who can there's people who already can freaking do X wing like ten turns in advance, and like that would be something you'd have to risk if you know exactly next turn I'm engaging, or next time I'm not engaging. That's a little awkward. I really like. I, I would be very interested in random turn order before dials, but one thing I saw on a on a on a certain I forget exactly maybe maybe some dude posted it on some random Discord, but um, the idea was like you you're taking the word initiative and thinking about how it actually plays in the battle, right? So in war you have the initiative. If you are shooting more, the enemy's head is down, right? And you're winning the firefight. So the one thing that this guy proposed, and I thought it was very interesting, it's it's a little clinky, like awkward, but after every round, so at the beginning, it's random random who moves first and second. But after there's points scored, whoever's winning has the initiative. Then the guy who's losing okay. can then react, and he's second player, oh, can now bounce okay. around, has the advantage. Then next guy, he... The, the guy who has initiative now lost a ship. He's on the backside, right? The other ship owns the battlefield. The other ship is now in the in the driver's seat. Because when you have first player, you're determining what the, the, the board state's going to look like, right? That would be my proposal. And I when I read that, I would I saw it. I was like, that's a little it's a little wordy, but I really like that idea. It it addresses the the awkwardness of you know switching back and forth. I like how it changes and I like how it allows the person from the bottom to crawl up from the top. Like that's like some Cinderella stories right there, right? Come on. That, I Tell actually it, don't. That is actually really interesting. That's a, actually a really good I think that'd be sick. I was holding that in all cast for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to make you have to hold things in. Yeah. Like picture the ace on ace match at the end there. You know, you get like the half point Centier one one hole left, like crawling back from the bottom. It would be awesome. <laughs> Quickly before we jump, Can I just solve this. Did I just get a job at AMG. I don't know. It'd be cool. I, I don't you know, know. I didn't solve. I just copied it because I saw it on the Discord. But what happens though is then Durham runs a supernatural Kylo behind the whole game, 
and just dodges and then like just by enough you run just by enough where you're behind <laughs> the whole game and then in the last turn you're like oh i did my one hull to your ship oh that's a shame i win now we we all know <laughs> that super if super's not banned what's the whole point of the ban list in the first place true well Juan, what do you think about that one actually before we just quickly jump to andrew's uh, concept um, sorry, was this was um, where initiative alternates to the to the losing player, right? Correct. Yeah. So yeah. second player is the guy that's down. Yeah, I think I think they, it can create some degenerate situations where you have you know you just have a cheap ace and then you're always you know advantaged in the in the end. Um, I think I would have to try it out before. That was my know, immediate thought. Yeah. Gone, but I wasn't gonna. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it it would probably take some. Um, you know, it, it would, that's one that's a little bit harder to theorycraft, but I think one drawback with that is it would require, it would be more bureaucracy, right? Yeah, like, is, is, is having a calculator and, and the, all the points for your ships uh, on the side of your table faster or less fast than rolling three dice? Probably a little bit slower, but I don't know. I, yeah, I, if, for, if you have the, the precision, at least. If you have the calculator, it's not as bad, but, you know, it's... It, it, there could be some mistakes and, and those things so I, I you know I'm not sure it's I, I think it might it's probably better than rogue probably but uh, yeah it's, it's, it's hard to say without <laughs> without thinking about that more uh, all right be. and then Andrew Andrew Oler uh, let's let's hear your th- thoughts here but uh, well I, same question I proposed to Bohan and Cliff for redundancy's sake I won't repeat it but I'm actually exactly in the same boat as Bohan in that yeah. uh, you go to alternating initiative like every turn and then you have to you have to do a couple things around that to make it balanced so this discourage running away and bids and such uh play around with bids coming back but that's irrelevant Um, for sake of the podcast um cliff talked on it a little bit I, i i think random player order before dials is an interesting thing to explain be explored there yeah, is there is some problems <laughs> with that as well <laughs> but it does at least some to some extent um resolve the rotating initiative right mm-hmm. um yeah and and to an extent where you know you can't abuse it because on the flip side if, if it rotates every round alternates every round you can abuse that too in some regards where you know you know that you're going to be moving first next round and things so mm-hmm. you, you can't you can plan your dials around what you know is happening, um, so it takes it, it adds back some of that symmetry. But um, you can't control, you know, you can't control yeah. who's first player, which turn, and, and everything like that. In in some ways, I saw some. You know, this is just like I think all, every one of us has looked at a couple different discords, and I, I saw a couple people bringing up the points of, you know, do you think AMG, sh- like propose this crazy change to then like make us like went switching back to before dials <laughs> the and then everyone's like oh this is a breath of fresh air you no, know just a I big juke and we thought we did jive <laughs> i don't really think so either but it was a really funny thought right like um, those guys are playing 40 chess and the the other solution which has been something i've always wanted is to just not have initiative values in the game uh at all and go to this also creates a lot of issues and, and becomes a different... I mean, it becomes a different game at this point. Like, this is an X-Wing 3.0 yeah. issue. But, uh, yeah, that would be an 
probably a change for the better in some regards, but it does take away some of the themey, like really cool, you know, my pilot's the best pilot, he's an I-6, look at how good he is, <laughs> theme, <laughs> which is integral to the Star Wars part of X-Wing, right? So Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna throw it out there just uh, before we uh, wrap up here. I got I got a couple of thoughts. Uh, one, um, I played a lot of card games. I'm sure you guys perhaps have. Uh, you know, Magic the Gathering, Hearthstone. Even played Yu-Gi-Oh back in the day and stuff like that. The best players in uh, these games uh, quite often leverage about a 60% ish win rate. Um, it depends on what game you're playing. Um, th- and these are the best players in the world per se at these games at the times that they were um, even magic uh, the best players in the world only win a certain percentage of the time and it's over 50 but it's not it's not usually i don't it's not greater than 70 i know that for certain uh if i'm wrong uh, you know run my name all over the internet i don't care so uh <laughs> but uh x-wing has always felt like a game where the if you were to do those same kind of averages i think the the player who uh, you know is the more has is the more skilled player that kind of deal has put more time in there's a portion of obviously list building and looking at the meta etc cetera, etc cetera. um i think uh that aspect is um allows you to leverage more, a, a higher percentage and i never liked the idea of a uh, of a game being that no matter how hard I try at it, I can only if I, even if I became the best in the world, I can only levy so many wins. And I liked X Wing where I felt like I had so much more control. And I feel like Road takes that away, uh, takes that away a bit, um, and probably changes that percentage to uh, a much lower thing because it adds in that random element. Um, and it only matters, I know, not all the time, but when it matters. It really matters, right? And I think uh, some of that has uh, gone to pr- uh, prove it. Uh, so I had another thought. I can't recall what the other thought is, but it doesn't really matter because Bohan, Andrew Oler, Cliff, you guys have provided so much to, for us to think about. And uh, and uh, I really appreciate you guys for coming on and uh, sharing uh, your thoughts with us. Thanks for having me. Not a problem at all. Bo- Bohan did it. Bohan did a great job. I, I was here. I was playing a game. I'm sorry. <laughs> and vacuuming, all right? And you, your place oh, yeah, is obvious. so much cleaner now, right? I'm secretly so. sabotaging the cast from the inside. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, take us down the Canadian podcasts. There's so many of us. <laughs> so this has been Andrew This has been Cliff Lindsay. This has yeah. been Bohan Lee and myself, Andrew D. You've been listening to the Natty's podcast. That noise... <laughs> Keep your ships on the mat and just roll natties.